Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. <laughs> it makes me chuckle. I know. Talk soon. <laughs> okay, so this is Reverend Chris, and I am here with the uh, the final cl- class of Michael's Minions Course in Divine Guardianship. Vicki is with me, and we are here uh, joyfully having made it through the end. And we have a lot, lot, lot to cover today. So I am going to ask that all questions as much as possible um, be held off and, un, until we get toward the end and we have a little time to go through some of that stuff. So if you've got a pen or a paper or something that you can just sort of jot down a question that you might have, then um, we can address those when we get to them. Okay, and do you have your candle? I do. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Shall I light it now or should No, not now. We'll wait until the ceremony. Cool. <laughs> yeah, this this morning, actually today, um I didn't uh, get too much interference. <laughs> Did you not go to town and forget we had a class? <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that. Didn't do that. So yeah, I woke up. I actually woke up this morning, like really charged up and kind of ready to go. Um, limited, limited my uh, meditation time and everything because there's there's a part of this whole process where I was getting diverted. Yes. You know, and so I I put that aside today, and I've been working with. Um, releasing victimhood yeah. a lot. Um, victimhood, powerlessness, and those are two things that, you know, are, of course, are tied together and are part of every one of our makeups at, at this, both the, the, the mental and, and the, psychological, uh, the psychological and the spiritual levels. And so I've been working really hard on that because... When you work with uh, entities, and especially after having gone through Michael's level of training to get me to this place, um, the things that I have experienced really kind of left my ego going, no, we don't want to do that again. No, 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 no. Um, and, and feeling, and also feeling powerless, feeling like I had no choice, you know, like I was taken over, any you know, of the events in my life that have happened, all of that. So I've been working really hard on uh, letting that go, trying to dissolve that away, trying to heal from it. And I've been using uh, one of the essences I created as a a releasing victimhood essence. And that has really been helping 
between that and and the the transpersonal chakra essences that I've been using um, to open me up. And the reason I bring this up is because one of the things that I have found myself doing lately is when I get attachments from other people containing all this entity garbage, instead of just assuming that it's something that I need to take care of, you know, I need to get that entity away from me and from the source, whatever it is, you know, it's something I need to take care of in order to be clear of it myself. I have started when I'm feeling this going on, the first thing I do is ask Michael, okay, Michael, is this mine to deal with? Yeah. And if it's not, I say, well, fine, then take it away from me. Especially if the person that it's coming from knows how to deal with it on their own and should be, you know. So uh, if if it's my kids or grandkids or something, that's a different story because they don't know anything about this stuff. They don't care about it, you know, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't know an entity from a hole in the ground. So, you know, that's a different story, but, but for people that, that, that do know, there's no reason that I should be carrying their shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's something you need to be uh, cognizant of as you, as you work more and more with stuff, because if you wind up with attachments coming to you, and we form a lot of these attachments because we're working with people all the time and we tend to form attachments to them as we work with them, especially ones that we work with over and over again. The one-time, the one-time client, not so much, unless there's something in us that really identifies with their issues. But the people that we work with over and over again, we tend to form attachments to, and because of that, we wind up um, coming in for a lot of their stuff. And and so we have to, like I said, the, my working with, the, you know, just saying to Michael, okay, look, is this mine to deal with? Instead of just assuming that I had to do it. Yeah, because there might be something in there that you need to alert someone else to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and just, and he's been taking it from me. Yeah. So um, the other thing that's been happening with this release victimhood and with my, uh, you know, becoming more connected to my power and and uh, opening up to the light more is that as I am as I am commanding entities to be gone from me. They're actually leaving. <laughs> no, they can't, you know, can't sort of contend with <laughs> the yeah, It's not just, you know, because before it was always, you know, I had to call in Michael yeah. to do it. It's almost as though you've got, I'd say, probably as much command as Michael, really, by being his right hand. I, I have the command that I should have if I am in command of my own true power. Yeah. Okay. Um, It has not so much to do with Michael. It has to do with opening up to my true power and releasing victimhood and powerlessness. 
Yeah. Because that deep part of me that has been still in, you know, in that deep fear and victim and powerless mode was still present every time that I was dealing with entities. You know, because there's that part that says, okay, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing this, you know, but um, even as strong as I sound when I'm doing this, Mm -hmm. there's still that that deep down vibration of fear and victimhood that's been going on that has been diluting my effectiveness personally. Yeah. And so, you know, Michael is, is... you know, having to be called in in order to take care of this. And that's fine because that's what he's here for. But we all should get to the place where we have the ability to command with our own power and be, you know, and be listened to as we're connected to that power. So that's just, this, you know, the second thing that, that has been coming up in the past days. And then the third thing is part of this also, I've noticed that a lot of time at night when I get intruded upon by some of the stuff that comes through um, my kids and my ex-husband's attachments when I had allowed them, were also preventing me from subconsciously, not subconsciously, but sublingually, through my mind, mentally connecting with angelic help. Yeah. For me to just say, okay, Michael, in my head, Michael, come do this, or Metatron, would you please do that? Um, you know, so I don't have to wake totally up if I'm sensing something's going on, has been totally ineffective because something's been blocking communication. Yeah. And the last couple of nights, especially last night, I noticed that that was not present. With that communication while I am, you know, at night while I'm sleeping or near sleep. You know, you wake up and you know there's something not right. Yeah. And you're not totally conscious, but you're like, oh, please, I don't want to wake all the way up and deal with this. Michael, come do this. You're saying it in your head. And, um, you know, it was, it, it actually was connected last night. So that's been a huge change. There is so much work that we have to do. And I have to, you know, the, the working with these, um, these essences that I've created. And by the way, I haven't got yours done yet. I'm going to work on them later today. That's my goal. I can't believe it's been a week myself since last week. I'm like, whoa, a whole week back. I blinked and missed it, Chris. Honest. Honest, I am. Crazy. So yeah, and I've been busy with the with the, uh, you know doing stuff with the garden can and all that stuff. I had. Oh yeah, I saw your um, was it courgettes and tomatoes again? Or was it just tomatoes? You were going to make your salsa, weren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, got, I got nine and a half pints of salsa. Bloody hell! Can send me some. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting away. Well, you know the thing is that won't last me very long, actually. Oh, well, it's so healthy and fresh. It's like, ooh. Yeah, well, well, it's canned, so it's not really fresh, fresh, but it's from the garden, you know. There was yeah. nothing in that salsa except for the salt um, that didn't come from the garden. Yeah. So, 
It was it was uh, the only problem with it is that the only pot that I had to put it in that was big enough was um, a big pressure pressure cooker pot that I had, which was aluminum. Yes. And I didn't like having to cook it in an aluminum pot. Aluminum. <laughs> yes, aluminum. Or as the Brit would say, aluminium. Yeah, aluminium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like get your tongue around that, can you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like people would say nuclear. Yeah, nuclear. <laughs> you know, nuclear. Nuclear drives me nuts. It's like there is no U between the C and the L. <laughs> even even presidents have said it. Nuclear, nuclear arms treaty. Whoa, no. <laughs> so okay, well let's go ahead and get into the temple now and um, get down to work. I, I exhorted that we needed to, to uh, be efficient with our time, and then I go off on a tangent. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love it. <laughs> Almighty and most high, Father, Mother, God, Angels, archangels, ascended masters, beloved Jesus, Mother Mary, Holy Spirit, higher self, beloved guardians, guides, seraphim, angels, and the guardians and guides and higher self of Vicky. We welcome you now into the Heartlight Temple. angelic healing and light. We thank you for your presence here surrounding us and enfolding us in your light and love and healing energy and your protective energy. And we include in the Heartlight Temple the physical domains in which Vicki and I now reside and everything in them. to come under the protection of the light. <sighs> Beloved ones, we ask this day that you support me and Vicki in the successful execution and completion of this class and all of its parts, as Vicki learn everything that she is in need that she's needing to know at this time, be prepared to learn as she moves forward and continue honing her skills. Help me to deliver the things to Vicki that she needs and that you're aligned with the goals and purposes of today's class and the finalization of this course. Thank you, beloved. Beloved Archangel Michael and your band of mercy angels, I call upon you now and upon the guardians of the light and ask that you surround this temple, this holy space, and above and below, 
to shield, defend, and protect this space from all. It is not of the light, not in service to it, not in service to our highest good, or in support of the goals and needs of today's class session. Remove all of these things now, beloved Michael and your band of mercy. Remove all of these things now from this beautiful sacred space and everything in it. Beloved Archangel Michael, please clear from us now all negative, fearful, discordant, non-serving, toxic, and low vibrational energy. Cut from us and caught out as all cords of attachment, Michael. All past life and generational connection and attachment. And remove from us all negative and low vibrational and discordant energies and uh, other things that have come through these attachments, Michael, that do not serve us. If these be entity attachments or energies, Michael, take them into the light, the divine heart of God. Thank you, beloved Michael. Please clear from us now, Michael, all negative, low vibrational, and demonic entities, all of their attachments, energies, and devices, and clear these things from any objects in our spirit. And remove our attachments to these objects. Remove now from us, Michael. All dark and just kind of spirit. All of their attachments, energies, and devices. And take all of these entities, beloved Michael, into the divine heart of God. To be healed in the light. And dealt with according to his will.
Thank you, beloved Michael. Thank you. And I ask Heavenly Father at this time for you to lift up from us all that is not ours to be of us. You have it just a matter of us to release these things. Beloved Michael, please disconnect now from the old generational connection. Beloved Raphael and Serviel, please come now and bring me to the fear that is presenting itself here. Every place that it exists in this generational metric. Beloved Razio, please now erase this from Vicky's Akashic record. Metatron, please disconnect her ego from this view. Mr. Mayor, to release some grace Now, Michael, please clear from Vicky all the energies of this uh, generational attachment and patterns. Easier, please clear from her all supporting beliefs. And Metatron, please clear any negative thought form energies associated with this. And
Now, once more, beloved Michael, please clear and shield our energies individually. Michael, please clear and shield the energies of all the crystals, metals, and electronics that Vicki is exposed to. Placing cloaking shields around the electronics. And remove all cords of attachment from these things. Clearing all entity patterns and programs and energies from them. And clearing from Vicky everything that has come through these attachments and connections. Brother Michael, once more, please cut and cut our eyes all cords of attachment now. And here I help send the fire out. Help Vicky release and surrender these attachments and her connection to them. Mother Chicago, please come in and bring separation between Vicky and the source of the doctrine. We maintain the separation throughout this class. Okay, a lot of stuff there. Where do you reckon that's come from this weekend? Well, it just comes from a lot of different places. We've got, there's, there's still, 
still something out there that's waiting that um, I think is going to be part of your uh, examination. Okay, so I finally got to um, the angels. <laughs> finally got there. It took me three weeks, but I finally got there. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, it falls into the place where it really kind of needs to be. Yeah. Because we've gone through the things that could come up that you're going to need to call on the for and need help with and now you know um, the ones to be that are mostly going to be the ones that you're going to deal with. Are there other ones going to come in that aren't listed here? Sure. Like you just heard me use Stamera and Vicariel. And Serviel as well. Right, and Serviel um, to come in and, and, and do things. So, um, But these these are a good place to start. And so we have Archangel Michael as first. And, of course, he's the guardian of our divine path. He's the one that's here to make sure that we get to where our plan has us going. Yeah. You know, that we have the every opportunity to get there. There's still free will in place, but he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that we have every opportunity to fulfill our plan. Okay. Um, and that, of course, a big part of that is not only bringing those opportunities to us and, and certainly directing us toward them and guiding us toward them, but the other part of that is then protecting us from that which takes us away from our path and our plan, which is not an intended part of the picture. So, you know, but then as we've talked about before, even if it, whatever we do that is not an intended part of the picture becomes, you know, in service to our highest good because we wouldn't have made those decisions if there wasn't something we still needed to learn or to be aware of. Even if it's something as simple as learning to trust our higher instincts instead of our ego our mind. And that's a biggie, and that comes to us in a lot of different ways. And we get those lessons. You know, I don't know about you, but I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the store, been shopping, walked down an aisle, and say, looked at the mayonnaise. Something drew my attention to the mayonnaise, and I'm like, no, I don't need mayo. I have that. You know, i got plenty of mayo at home still. And get home and find out that I've got like two tablespoons left and I don't have the reserve jar I thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I do it all the time. <laughs> and, and so it, those, are the, those are the lessons in, in you know, learning that, whoops, <laughs> we should have paid attention. Yeah. You know, or at least ask our higher guidance. You guys went to the higher self and said, okay, um, do we really need this at home, or am I just looking at mayonnaise? <laughs> I screwed it up before, you know. <laughs> uh, 
Um, now these lessons come to us in all different shapes and, and forms. That's just that's just a simple one. But you know, he also he, there wasn't any need to protect us from not having mayonnaise. You know, so <laughs> you never know. Pesky <laughs> salmonella. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, you know, there was. There, those things don't require protection. They're just they're just part of the guidance, you know, and our and our regular guardian angels who work under the auspices of, of Archangel Michael are the ones that deal with those situations. Um, but because protection you know, there are so many things and you know this that that are out there to divert us from our path. And and to confuse us and cause us to make decisions that are not in our best interest. And whether it is just the me- the mechanics of the 3D world and this and being embedded in our minds and listening in, in our emotions. And we're talking here not about heart emotions. We're talking about ego emotions. And being embedded in all of that, uh, and paying attention to that because you know it's that um, pain response. Yeah. You know, we don't want to do things that are going to bring us pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what that's the way our ego manifests the, its direction of us. And so we make decisions that aren't necessarily our best because we're listening to our minds and our egos or we're listening to the chatter from other people telling us what we should be doing, you know, or resisting our desire to do something else. And so that, you know, there's all of that comes into play. And so, that, you know, there, there is the, the part of the path that takes that we make the decision to, to go off in our little run, and then our guardian angels have to bring us back and go, you know, lead us back around to the place we need to be. And then, of course, as we, you know, there there are two times, well, actually our entire lifetime we're subject pretty much to, to the um, attachments of entities. And when we are in a place where you know we are vibrating at a lower level, we don't notice them. It's like going into one of those isolation chambers where the water, when you get into it, is body temperature, so you you don't even feel the water's presence. And so that's the way it works with with the entities. They're there all the time but we don't notice them and what they're doing and how they work until we until our vibrations raise up. Or, you know, they, they become so um, whatever it is or whatever it's doing becomes noticeable to us because of its action. You know, like a severe pain or causing us nasty thought or, you know, whatever it is. Um, that we don't notice them. So the job of, of Michael and the guardians is to, as much as possible, keep those things from us. But the hitch there, as we've talked about at the very beginning of this course, is that our guardians really can only 
protect us from things that are, say, life-threatening without our yeah, asking for it um, because that's not part of our path at the time. Ooh, got a wasp in the house. That's not good. Where did you come from? I thought it was in the head. Do you know the bird song I can hear? Is that natural? Oh, that is. <laughs> that's actually my son. Um, a few years back for Christmas, got me this mirror, and it's got a painting on it. Yeah, the wildlife mirror. And it yeah, and it's got and it's got a light behind it. It's yeah. like, and it's like a waterfall yeah. when it's on. And part of the deal with the waterfall is you get the water sounds and these birds. Yeah, tweeting. Beautiful. It is. It is. The only problem is that for a long time, I don't know whether it's because I've been running it more or what, or I've just gotten deafer. But the the um, the sound of the motor itself used to irritate me. Yeah. So I didn't run it as much. So. So anyway, back to Michael. Um. So we know the the history of Michael and keeping us from all the, all of the nasty stuff and everything. So that's where we come into play. Is, is seeing this stuff um, attached to other people and being able to remove it, to act as proxy for those people um, so that the angels can do what they would love to be able to do, just to keep this stuff from us. But until we become aware of it and ask for help, they can't do anything. So really, there's a lot of responsibility on our shoulders and really on every light worker's shoulders to be more aware of this because most of the time, you can't normally just go up to somebody on a street that has an entity attached to them and say, oh, you have an entity attached to you. We need to remove this now um, and not get flattened. And even if you if there's somebody you know that you know has an entity issue, we can't always just decide, you know, say, ah, okay, I'm going to get rid of this for you, because sometimes it's not allowed. Certainly, when we're dealing with our clients, yes, we can always remove these things unless we ask Michael. There's some um, divine plan reason that it needs to remain with them. You know, or some kind of contract going on that that needs to be there. Um, but in general, if unless it's a client, if it's somebody that you know that you know is has got an issue, or say even if you're at one of your fairs and somebody in the next stall is totally unaware that they're um, engulfed by by a dark entity, yeah, you can always do a higher higher self questioning which is go through your higher self to ask their higher self for permission to remove this thing. Mm-hmm. And if, and most of the time you will get that permission. And now I'm not going to know I've got it. 
by asking the higher self if I've gained permission? Well, you can. And I'll tell you right now, let's see. Right now, I want you to say, you know, just basically say out loud, okay, higher self, please connect with Chris's higher self. Higher self, please connect with Chris's higher self. Now, can you feel the connection? No. I don't know. Okay, you don't necessarily need to. All right, so then ask, um, you say, okay, you say, Chris's higher self, do I have permission to clear all entities from you? From Chris's higher self, do I have permission to clear all entities from you? And you should wind up with a response coming back through your higher self and your true signal. I can feel my hand throbbing, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Very slight. Yeah, now I can. Yeah. So that's that's how you that's how you know. Excellent. Yeah. Very easy. Very yeah. And it and that can be you know sometimes I've done healings for people that way. Yeah. You know, but there are restrictions. It's like I can I can do certain healings for my son. And I can and I can protect them and my grandson and my daughter-in-law. But for the most part, her parents and everybody else in her family is off limits. Yeah, they don't like what you do, do they? Well, it's not even that they don't like it. It's because um, my family, I am the matriarch of my family, and they are under my protection. Okay, uh, and anybody in my family, if I was married, you know, my husband, um, same thing. Um, and the fact that they are sons, you know, sons and grandsons are part of my bloodline and my daughter-in-law married into the family. So she is now part of the family. Now I got called on regularly because she works at a, at a hardware store, Lowe's, and constantly surrounded by garbage, um, you know, for her, but. There, there are some rules in place about it. So it's always a good idea to, if you see somebody that needs healing, you know, okay, does it serve the highest good for them to receive healing first, and then ask yourself if you are the one who could um, help with that. Okay. Yeah. So, and and just so that you know, I have asked Archangel Raphael about your correct. Yeah. And ask if, you know, that if I could, you know, provide any healing uh, for that. And I was told no. Thank you for the thought. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm always asking. I mean, Raphael healed my diabetes. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had had one weekend. I thought I was going to head out to a, a picnic and cookout at somebody's place. I came home from work with all these plans about, okay, I'll throw this together and that together, and then I'll head out the door. And it was like as soon as I walked in the door, every bit of energy just drained from my body. It was just like, poof, nothing. And I was like, whoa, what is this all about? 
I could do nothing. I mean, literally nothing. And I wound up going to bed. I was in bed by like 6 or 7 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. And I was just like, whoa. I hadn't had dinner or anything. And basically, Raphael told me that they were doing a massive healing on my pancreas and that I wasn't going anywhere for two days. Luckily, it was the week I didn't have to work. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was going nowhere for two weeks. I said, well, let me go ahead. You know, I've got to get up and make some dinner. And the answer was no. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to eat? And that's when Raphael came up with one of my favorite lines that he, he does because he's so silly. He says, well, you know, order pizza. <laughs> he says, order pizza. The nutritional value of pizza is vastly underrated. <laughs> so I ordered pizza. <laughs> and I stayed in bed for two days. Literally, I really couldn't do anything. I couldn't even read. It was one of those times when I was stuck doing nothing but watching the boot tube for two days. Yeah which I hate, but, you know, sometimes it is what it is. It was either that or staring at a blank wall, you know. Yeah. So anyway, yes, I do always ask when I see a situation like that. I hope I'm going to be able to recognize situations like that, you know. You'll get the the nudge. Yeah. You can always ask. Um, you know, I had another uh, one of the angel ministers who actually was healed of her diabetes that she'd had all of all of her life during a session that we had was the most off the track session, and she was using she is a crystal person and she was using crystals being guided to place them at certain points of her body and yeah. did a massive healing on her, but. Six weeks later, she she was back into full-blown diabetes because she just, she she works in a very stressful environment. And because she couldn't take time off and rest, the stress just basically undid all of the newly repaired stuff that was put in place. Yeah. Yeah, and instead of being able to integrate and, and move into the way, you know, move into full healing. Mm. So, anyway, so let's go on. You know, you call on Michael to, for protection and clearing, cord-cutting defense. Also call on him, um, and this can, this is important, is to close portals and gateways that are not in service to the light because all of this stuff that comes to you comes to you somehow. It gets here somehow. It it didn't just, um, you know, materialize out of the dust motes in the room. Yeah. Okay. And so it's important to close the portals and gateways through which nastiness has come. Um, why don't you try that now, as a matter of fact, is, is call on Michael to close all portals, gateways, dimensional design. Yeah, dimensional doorways and and other means of access that are not in service to the light. Archangel Michael, I call on you now, beloved one, and I ask that you close all portals and gateways and dimensional doorways that are not in service to the light. Thank you, beloved one, so it is. Oh, baby, you feel that? 
All right. Okay, so when you have that happen, then you're going to ask Michael to clear from you everything, you and from the space, everything that's come through that portal or those portals. I want to do that now. Mm-hmm. Do you want me? Yeah. Okay. Beloved Archangel Michael, I call on you now, and I ask that you clear the space now, clear myself and my biospheres and my light bodies, and also clear my domain from all intrusion and interference, not in service with the light, by the light, and in support of the light. Thank you, beloved Michael, and so it is. Yeah, and you can. You don't even have to be that specific. You can just ask Michael to clear everything that's come through the portal. Okay. You know, to remove everything from your space that comes through the portal, because that would mean that would take into account, you know, programs and yeah. all our stuff. I've been, I think I've been getting hung up on the bloody um, on the the speech of it. Do you know what I mean? On the mm-hmm. on the delivery of the words. But it's like I said to Matt this morning. I was trying to rattle through my protections, which I didn't do fully, like I've been doing for weeks, um, this morning, I said, fuck me, I can't even get this done, I said, why can't I get it done, I think I've been blocked deliberately from trying to memorise what you've put, because I need to come up with my own Fandango way of doing it. As long as you include the basics. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it is is pretty basic what you've given me, but I'm just worried about missing anything out in case, oh, fuck, I ain't done this, I ain't done that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know, if you screw it up, you'll know. (laughs) 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 It's it's called instant feedback. (laughs) Let's just come over there and vomit on you then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, next is Archangel Raziel. He's the keeper of the Akashic Records, writer of the Book of Knowledge. We already know that. Um, And if there's a way to do something, Raziel knows how. So if you're trying to do something, you can call on Raziel to to help you get it done. And I do this all the time. And I don't even know what it is that he does. I just tell him, look, Raziel, can we do, you know, can we please, you know, close this doorway or or, you know, shield this or, you know, find a way to protect that or whatever it is that that I don't know how to do. And and I'll just ask him, you know, can is there a way to do this? And please do it. Of course, I use him extensively when I'm making my essences because he has all of the formulas and all of the instructions, you know. He knows all of the, everything that needs to be done in order for something, you know, that it's all stored. You know, this is this is what needs to be put in this this bottle of essences in order to produce that effect. He's yeah. got all of that. Um so and he and he loves a challenge. So if there's something new to, to come up that he hasn't already got a, a, a solution to, he certainly would be the one to call on to help uh, make it happen. Yeah. I think he was very instrumental when I was developing heart light and some of the other things that I've done in co-creation with the angels um, in, in de- helping to develop the things and the concepts for things that, that I needed that I was asking for. And then, you know, when I would do that, it would be sent out then to also in Joe Gell, who is the angel of creation. 
um, creative power would be instrumental in that so that it could get um, sent out for production, so to speak. Yeah. You know? So, like, I think I've told you before, I would be doing a healing session, and I'd be thinking, well, it would be really nice if we could do this. And bing, there it was. Yeah. You know, the next time I'd be doing something, and all of a sudden I realized that, whoa, <laughs> yeah. it's there. So, you know, he, he and the other, and, and Jophio will really work with you on, on that kind of thing as well. Now, in our work as guardians, we call on Rosabella, uh most specifically to call on, you know, to help with past life issues because he's got all the records of all of the past lives for everybody that ever was and ever will be. He's got all of that stuff, and he is the one that um, can help us release those issues and remove them from our matrix and light bodies. You know, remove these connections and everything that's come through them, disconnect us from the past life. And then we also ask him when we're working with that to clear them from the Akashic Records. So our current Akashic Records. It won't be cleared from the Akashic Record of that past life, but it will be yeah, our experience of it will then be cleared and, and its presence in this lifetime will be cleared. So that's, you know, another way that we use Raziel and, and I used him extensively in that respect. Um, and one of the things that we do when we ask him to, to remove stuff from the Akashic Records and we're working with him uh, is when we get done, the last thing that we'll do is ask him to clear the energetic debris from the Akashic Records. Because after all of that clearing and pulling away, there usually is some kind of debris going on. And so the other thing that we we uh, deal with them on is ancestral trauma and issues. And the way that we deal with that, one is learning how to identify what's ancestral trauma. It's going to be for you a matter of questioning, you know, kind of this hunt and peck method uh, to find out what's going on for a while. Spend some time with Raziel and your higher self to understand how you're going to know when the issue that you have is an ancestral one. So I'm basically asking for my markers. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because for me, I have, I feel this straight line of energy that comes down on the right side of my head and attaches kind of to uh, behind my, my right ear, kind of at the jawline. Some kind, sometimes goes further down into my shoulder. And that, to me, is telling me that it's an ancestral issue and that, that is needing to be dealt with. And so everybody gets their own set of signals. So you just have to research what yours is so that you get accustomed to what that is. 
Okay, so Akashic Records, Ancestral Trauma. And when we're dealing with past lives, ancestral trauma, and a lot of times generational stuff, we also need to clear this crap from our DNA. Now, science is only just beginning to understand the enormous storage capacity of our DNA. Now, do you know what a terabyte is? Yes. Okay. Recently, I read an article online. Scientists had figured out a way to download into one helix of DNA four terabytes of digital information. Okay, now. Wow. Yeah. So anybody that thinks that DNA is only carrying the instructions for our body needs to think again. Yeah. There's no freaking way that our bodies need four terabytes of information, and that's just one strand, you know, one double helix of DNA. We don't even have, we don't even have a, a, a percentage of the picture of DNA. We have identified the strands and, you know, the codings that are involved, and we've identified what some of them are for. But for the most part, we really are clueless. And so why would our DNA need to have that kind of capacity? Why would it be necessary? So the life is not... Yes, because... And, and it's kind of like um, our own internal Akashic records. Yes. I'm getting such a big yes on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's where it's all stored. And for the most part, what, you know, what happens in, the, in our DNA that, you know, we have things happen, um, what happens that, that gets stored is the traumatic stuff, the stuff that makes us fear or have grief or big emotional trauma in some way. Um, the lessons, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind, of like, it's kind of like the storage there. Okay, watch out for this so that succeeding generations are aware that this is an issue. Now, as we talked about, I believe you and I talked about last time about the 100th monkey. Yes. Okay, and the sweet potatoes. So it's also used in that way. That Part of that goes up to the collective unconscious, but then part of that also is stored in the DNA record so that we don't have to relearn everything every time. It feels like we are in a lot of ways, but we really aren't. You know, we are really, every every lifetime that we come down, um, you know, or I won't say lifetime, I will say every succeeding generation starts out with much broader knowledge base than the previous one had. Because it's all been stored in the DNA. You know, it's, that's why we have progress. 
if the DNA wasn't storing this stuff so that we had a starting point that was further down the path every time, we'd all still be in the Stone Age. There would be no real progress. And it wouldn't be just Stone Age, you know, as far as, as you know, making spears and, and trying to light fires. It would be Stone Age emotionally and spiritually and mentally as well. So our DNA stores all of this crap. And when, um, so when we're dealing with ancestral issues or generational issues, we need to clear them from our DNA as well. And past life issues also, if the trauma is resonating with something that's already here, which is always the case, we don't connect with anything in a past life. It isn't resonant with something that we have already going on. Okay, because it's our vibration that attracts that. It says, hello. And so we have to clear that record and that trauma and emotional energy from our DNA. And any time, and even whether it's even outside of these things, if you have somebody that's experienced a deep trauma in their lives and you're dealing with them and giving them a healing, it's always worthwhile to call in Raphael and ask him to remove the record of that from her, their DNA. Because in, when it's in the DNA, it then is there to set up a resonance with any further issues that come along. Just like we experience in our ego mind, things that happen to us in our lifetimes, rejection, unworthiness, you know, all of those things that that come into play. We have, you know, when it's buried in the DNA, that vibration is already there. It's already part of our vibrational makeup. This is one of the reasons that victimhood is one of the things that everyone has to deal with. Because it's part of our DNA structure. It's recorded there. And that's something else I've been doing is I've been I've been releasing that from my DNA as well. So Raziel is awesome in so many ways. I mean, he also, he has a, a rainbow color. You know, his, his, his colors are rainbow colored. And he does an awesome healing and restoration of your aura. If you need it, if you, if you decide to ask him to do that. All right, so moving on to Archangel Metatron. The angel of all things mental. And I had to laugh at myself when I wrote that. The angel of all things mental. Well, I'm right there with him. <laughs> and the, you know, and of the interaction with the, of the mind with all of our light bodies and energy systems. Teaching and learning particularly, isn't it? Yeah, teaching, learning. Well, you know, and our ego minds are connected to every part of our being. Mm-hmm. Because our ego minds are then tracking what's going on all the time. 
Mm-hmm. And they're connect our ego mind is connected with all of our energies and being and being fed information by our chakra system and everything that's coming through it. Mm-hmm. So um, you know that's a Metatron is also very much uh, involved with our energy bodies and our and our and our light matrix as well and its structure and all of the structures um, that can be created, you know, say by the ego mind or other things uh, that are in, in included in that structure at some point or attached to it. So he's very much into all that. So he can be called on to dismantle all programs, uh, all thought form energies, devices, response patterns, and constructs. Constructs is a word for something that I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, it's just a construct of some kind created by something else um, that isn't serving me. It's something that's there that was created, you know, that, that uh, has no specific uh, name. So, you know, the constructs that don't serve us, and these can come either from our own ego mind or from entities that that create these things um, for their own purposes in our energy bodies when they intrude upon us. And I believe we've talked about that. Yeah. So... Um, so you're going to call on Metron to detach the ego mind from things you're attempting to clear, and you heard me do that earlier. Mm. And then also to balance your energies, right? When you're doing your muscle testing and you're all messed up, you call on Metatron to balance your energies. Yeah. And then uh, he, as you call on him to use his cube, Metatron's cube, um, to clear and balance your chakras. Now, Archangel Raphael is the angel of healing. Of course, you know him very well. Mm-hmm. And what we'll, we're going to do when we're working with, um, you know, entities and these clearings of, of stuff, nasty stuff, so when we get done with all this clearing, we need to call in Raphael to heal. Yeah, all the damage and corruption, everything that, that has been undone, made wrong, corrupted by the presence of all of these nasty things. And to heal also whatever called them there in the first place. Yeah. You know, you want to you want to do it on both ends. So that's that's the wounds at the point of attachment. You know, we have say we have a deep wound in our sacral chakra. And you know, although it may live in our sacral chakra it's a wound that, you know, regarding security, safety. It may be living in our sacral chakra, but it may be showing up as, say, an, an attachment at our heart chakra. Yeah. You know, fear of survival coming out. Yeah. Um, so that's why the point of attachment isn't, doesn't, you know, isn't where the wound, the, the, the source wound is the origination point of the wound chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're beginning, you know, as, as you're going through this course, you're getting a, a clearer picture of just how involved and polluted 
and complicated all of this is. Yes. <laughs> and and how connected it all is. It's not like we can think of it as being an isolated thing. Okay, we get done over here and it's done. Well, no, there are 8 million other things that contributed to that. And we've got to deal with, you know, at least a portion of those things as well. So it's, it's, it's always a work in progress. But the clearer that we, you know, help people to get, the um, less there is to deal with. Because once, you know, it's like, you ever played Django? Yeah. Okay. So there is, you can remove a lot, you know, quite a few um, sticks. But there's, you know, there's one, but you don't have to take the whole tower down to get the tower down. Yeah. You know? You get it takes it takes a certain number and and when you pull the last of that certain number the structure comes tumbling down. Well, it's kind of the same thing with wounds. If we work on clearing the so, the source wound and we work on clearing, um, you know, a, a certain number of the peripheral, what I call the satellite wounds, that have come from it, um, it kind of breaks down the system and then it's easier for the rest of them to just sort of dissolve to not be valid anymore for the ego mind to just stop paying attention, you know, to those things or react, responding to them in the same way. Okay, Shekinah, who is the angel of unity, and we talked about her last time presiding at weddings. Um, speaking of which, how did you, did you do your, your um, separation with uh, Matt? No, I didn't, only because, um, I don't think I did, only because I think we were going to cover it on the very end of last week's lesson and we didn't do it. Um, I weren't sure, I weren't sure what to do, to be quite honest. Well, that was supposed to be your homework last week. Oh, shit. I ran out of time, Chris, and I completely forgot. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm not going to bullshit you. I completely forgot, as well as, I wasn't sure how to do it. Well, I know we've gone through it, but I want confidence. Do you know what no, I mean? it was a matter of you figuring out how to do it. That's why it, that's why it was your homework. Sorry. You I, had enough knowledge to be able to do it. It's a matter of you feeling, you know, developing in your own way how to accomplish it. But that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I've been so busy. I've been up and down the road, and yeah, I, I kind of a little bit forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. So now, as we talked about here, she can also create separation when unity is not in service to the highest good. Um, she can separate two domains, especially in past life circumstances or with uh, marriages or toxic relationships. Um, and you know she can she can you know separate and she can unify. She can bring into unity. Say um, if I said now and feel how this feels, beloved angel Shekinah, please come to Vicky now, and please bring all of her energies and her light bodies into unity with her sole purpose.
I'm posting my truth signal. My heart is posting. Now, do you feel more centered and clear? Yeah, my headache's gone as well, slightly. Your what? My headache. I've got I've got a banging headache. Um, it's kind of been coming on. It's like on one side. Mhm. I don't think it's a normal headache. I think it's something else. But um, yeah, I kind of feel a bit freer in my head. Mhm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know that's that's just one of the other things that that you she can do now. Um, you can also when you're dealing with a client at the end of a healing session, you can ask Shekinah to bring all of her light body energies into unity and aligned with the healing that's been done. That will that will help in integrating it. Okay, so now we get into some of the fun stuff uh, having to helping spirits cross into the light. Yeah. And it really is um, the only frustrating part of it is, is at the beginning when you're trying to decide whether this is what, you know, is that what you're dealing with? Mm-hmm. Now, um, most of the time, the, the spirits that come to you that want to cross into the light are just discarnate spirits. Every once in a blue moon, a dark spirit will be ready to go into the light. But not very often because they're still, even though they're not in body, they're still very much ego and mentally centered. Because, you know, the the discarnate spirits and all, even though they may be um, physically disembodied, they're camping around a rudimentary light body. You know, there are light bodies with them. Yeah. So when you get a discarnate spirit, they'll come to you, and it's kind of nasty energy that you're going to feel, and you're not going to want it around. You're going to ask Michael to take this spirit from you. Now, when a spirit passes on and they go into the light, they're kind of stuck. Um hanging around in limbo Mm -hmm. or in the astral plane somewhere. And really, you know, that's kind of a catch-all area in a lot of ways. People talk about a lot of levels of the astral plane. I have to admit not to be really well-versed in all of that. And I suppose it's because I don't really need to be. Mm. And the people that are talking about all the different levels of it may not know their shit either. So, you know, it's like, I don't know, but I, it's just like astral plane, astral plane, as far as I'm concerned, there's an all lot of, actual lot of stuff stuck in the astral plane. Yeah, it's like files on a computer. It's all in the same fucking file. It's just, you know, how you want to subdivide all of its properties. Yeah, yeah, or maybe like RAM. Yeah. You know, where everything just sort of gets stuck in there. Yeah. You got a program turn, you know, you turn on the program, this stuff goes into RAM. Just because you shut down the program doesn't mean that it's gone from RAM. It's not gone from RAM until you shut down a computer. Yeah. So anyway, you know, all of this gets into this place. And a lot of these discarnate spirits, of course, you know, they've got fears. 
they're covered, you know, they've got a lot of fear energy or they've got a lot of grief. Um, A lot of them are hanging close to the physical plane because of these dense emotions or somebody or something that they want to remain close to for some reason. Um, Or they've got, say, spiritually based fears about moving into the light or moving on and whether they're going to be uh, accepted into the light, whether God's going to punish them for things that they did because somebody said God's going to punish you. Um, yeah. You know, you did this, so you're going to go to hell. So are they hang, you know, so they just sort of hang around. And you know, the the truth is, the only hell there is is the one of our own creation, and when we separate ourselves from God. Yeah, that's hell. So, you know, and and hell is this 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 deep density of the physical plane when we're in that that densest place. So, this is these are the kind of things that can create um, a a discarnate spirit to be. Mm -hmm. So, when you've got a discarnate spirit present or attached to you or in your domain, they have this low vibrational energy. It's just really irritating, you know, for me because my it seems like my frontal lobe and the central sinus in the frontal lobe have become my indicator of nastiness. Anytime there is a a lower vibrational or negative energy around, uh, my sinus immediately reacts. <clears throat> and you started to say where yours is. Yeah, I think mine's when I become uh, physically feel like I'm going to vomit. But like excessive sickness, mm-hmm. like, like morning sickness, you know, where I know, where I know what what it is and that it isn't mine. Um, you know, yeah, it's just all encompassing. And all I can think about is the fact that I feel sick. Yeah, and so, you know, there's different, I'm sure there's different degrees, too. There's like this mild discomfort, nausea kind of thing going on, um, you know, and then and then depending on the strength of the, the entity or the density of the energies uh, probably uh, determines the, the intensity of your response. Sometimes it can be fleeting because sometimes they'll say, come on, Michael, get, get this get this away from me, I can't be doing it, and I will get some relief. Mm-hmm. I will get some relief. Not very often, but, you know. Well, it's yeah. because he's asking you to do more. There's a reason that, that whatever it is is there, and you're being asked to, to learn from that, to see the reason and get down to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, when you're feeling like crap, it's a lot. it can be kind of hard, but, you know. <clears throat> If you if you ask Michael to just say Michael, please remove this from me, um, or, or you know, mitigate, shield me from its energy so that I can figure out what the heck it is. Mm. You know that that will help you. It always happens when I'm doing stuff. I'll have had a day where I'm just chilling out, and relaxing, and then I'll start feeling sick in the evening, and I'm thinking, is it Matt? Is it the fact that now he can be coming in and getting all my stuff, and I can deal with it, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't suppose that's the case, but 
you know, sometimes I can be going along just fine and then bang, I feel sick. Yeah. It's, but it's an opportunity where I can't deal with it. Yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, that's how you know you have a, a low vibrational energy um, entity. Uh, and I'll tell you what, right now, we're going to ask um, Michael. Please help Vicki identify now um, her signal, how she is to know when um, she's dealing with a discarnate spirit. Are you getting anything that you're recognizing? Yeah-ish. Um, obviously, I feel sick still. Um, or I can feel... I, I, I feel I felt sick for a while. I certainly felt sick in the last few minutes. Um, but also, it's like my head wants to be drawn down to the floor. I can feel a bit dreamy and a bit heady. So what I'm getting is that you are getting this sickness for you has become a response pattern. It isn't necessarily part of the signal. Right. I'm getting a big yes on that. Also, what I did see, um, I saw the floor move. I saw the carpet wave like it was water. Don't know what that is. I don't know if that's connected to it. Almost like, um, almost like the floor looks fluid. I don't know. Yeah, that might be it. That might be a visual cue for you as well. But what I'm getting for you is very similar to what what it is for me. Is I'm getting a hit in the third eye, in the middle of my forehead, and it kind of runs over toward just on top of the right ear. I have got a right hand pain over my eye actually mm-hmm. I, I didn't have it a second ago when you asked what you did but I had it in the car I had it so much in the car that my eyes closed I felt like I'd been stabbed in the eyes and it was over my left eye but it spread to my right It spread, and, and then I started to fall asleep in the car and we had to stop for a break that was with an hour to go mm. We only got in 30 minutes before the class started, and then not, not a chance to clear. Mm. Well, what's happening now is, is part of, <clears throat> just so you know, there is a discarnate entity here with you. I know. I think I can see them as well. I've been looking up my right shoulder for a bit. Yeah, and so the, the, um, the, the nausea that you're feeling is a response to their energy. Right. And that's one of the first things when you've determined that there's a discarnate entity present. Um, before you do anything else, is you'll ask 
Michael to clear and clear its energy. So go ahead and do that now since you since you've got at least one there. Mm. Archangel Michael, I call on you now, beloved one, and I ask that you clear and cleanse the energies of this discarnate spirit that's visiting me and to keep me protected and separate from its energies so I can so I know what my energies are. Thank you, beloved Michael. I feel like I want to rock right forward into the floor. <laughs> I feel really quite dreamy, quite heady. Okay, so this that for you then is an Im- indication this spirit wants to connect with you and wants and has, you know, ask Michael now. Michael, what is this spirit here for? Okay. Beloved Michael, what's this spirit here for? <laughs> straight away, I've got release in my head, straight away, before I'd even finished saying that. Just mm-hmm. saw the release. Okay. Okay, beloved Michael, I call on you now, and I ask that you take this entity presence, this discarnate spirit, into the light into God's divine heart for healing and transmutation. I feel like I want to cry. Thank you, beloved one, so it is. Awesome. Oh, I'm really emotional. Yeah, and see, because you're picking up, you're, you know, you're connected to the entities into you are connected to the spirit um and and their emotions now that is not that was a very simple way of doing it i usually draw out the process a little longer <laughs> yeah sorry it's because because I, I was crying I yeah said. because it, that's your tears of relief and and you may be getting it you know sometimes when i go through the process after the the um, spirit crosses over i wind up with this big wash of joy comes back to me that they just send me this 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 wash of joy and you know thanks and gratitude for um, helping them um, cross over. I don't, I don't know what the sex of that was. I'm getting female. Don't know. The walk the walk was very male. Like the, if that was the same one, like um, the way they're walking in and out of the room mm-hmm. was male, but. It just as a female face smiling. Yeah, good. Good. So, you know, you now you now can do that. And you can go through, you can read the, the process that I go through. I usually go a little bit more. You know, I will spend time first asking the spirit if they're, you know, if they have any fears about going through the light. And if they do, then I'll explain to them what the process is. You know, if not, if they, you know, if they're fully confident and fully ready, you know, then then I'll call in the angels of heaven's gate and ask them, you know, to to take this person on. And there are um, times, and it's just like with you, where I've had I've had spirits come to me, and they haven't even waited for me to go through the spiel. As soon as the gate, as soon as I the gateway was open, they were gone. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Was that all right? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You accomplished the goal. 
But sometimes they have an awful lot of fear around the process of going through the light. I would call in Samira with that and then Raphael to, you know, like Samira to sort of help them just release the fears. Well, the thing that I tell them is that they, you know, the angels come and the angels of Heaven's Gate come and, you know, they do do that um, to, you know, and and help to release them and, and take them in. But I kind of tell them, you know, the process is that it's part of the process of moving into the light. All fear is going to be removed from you. All of that garbage that came to you through the physical realm will be left behind because it doesn't exist, you know, in the light on the other side of that portal. You know, you're going to be freed totally from it. And sometimes, like my mother was an example, she did not want to leave. Yeah. And... I actually, it took me twice to get her through the portal. First time I talked about seeing her, you know, her father um, with open arms waiting to welcome her and her mother who had passed on when she was eight. And, you know, that that didn't get her through. So the second time I was inspired to say to her, look, you know, can't you see all of your beloved dogs that you've had, that you missed? That, you know, that passed on and, and were so loyal to you and you love so much. And that did the trick. Yeah. And she, she, what she could connect with the dog. She still had a lot of fears and, and nasty stuff, you know, surrounding her mother who died of cancer when my, when my mother was eight. Um, and, and, you know, and, and her dad and her and her dad's relationship, there was a lot of fear around that because he was not kind to her after, you know, her mother died. Mm. So, you know, there wasn't, you know, that didn't do it. But the dogs that she had dearly loved all her life, you know, waiting for her and, and you know, to be her companion and all that had passed on, that she she could connect with. And that's when she finally, she finally left. So you never know what it's going to be. Because a lot of times these things, you know, these things aren't just coming to you normally, they aren't coming to you on your own. Sometimes they do. It depends, you know, like if you're in a cemetery and there's, you know, there's going to be a bunch of these things around. Um, personally, I don't walk in cemeteries anymore. I don't want to deal with it. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of times. Can't you do the mass collective? No. Shit. Well, you know, maybe you could. I have never tried, but I just don't want to be because there's a lot of that. There, you know, there's a lot of people hanging around those cemeteries that just, don't want to go. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, but, the, you know, for you, for the most part, uh, most of the ones that you're going to gonna have to deal with are ones that Michael has brought to you. Yeah. So is Michael bringing me these discarnate spirits then? Yes. Oh, cheers, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and, and like I said, sometimes dark spirits are ready to go through, and boy, when they come in, they've got really nasty energy, and, and you know, our first response is to get them the heck out of there. Yeah. And so if we're getting them the heck out of there and they keep coming back, and we're like, Michael, why are you letting this thing back here? Eventually, we kind of get smart enough to figure it out. Have you have ever had a spirit communicate to you that they just want to wreak havoc with you, as opposed to this one that I've just cleared that said they wanted release. 
have you ever have you ever asked a question and they've said not to be negative but ask it's a practical question but has anyone ever sort of said no we just want to hang around and be a nuisance you ever had that no, because you know what, I usually, and when it comes to that, part of things, I'm usually asking Michael, what is this spirit here for, you know? Um, and it's after after I get a response from Michael that I'm dealing with, with the spirit directly. And the reason I do that is that when you're, and I've had some dark spirits play games with me too. Yeah. Um. And in that, you kind of open up a little bit of your um, shielding when you're dealing with these things in order to communicate with them and get to, you know, get a a feel for what they really want and to get them into the light. Yeah. And so I've had some kind of fool around with my true signal and my communication with Michael and all. so that I thought that they were here to go in the light and I would spend a lot of time giving them the spiel and then turn around and be totally bollocks by them, just like, (laughs) I don't think so. All right. So um, there's two things to do when when you get done, when the spirit's gone through the light, is you need to ask for the portal to be closed and, you know, you need to have Michael clear you of any remaining energies or attachments that came from your connection to the spirit. Okay. Do that now, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm. Forgive me for this up because I don't know. Oh, that's okay. We are going to be so way over time today. It's not even funny. Don't worry. I've got nothing going on tonight. I know you are, but, you know, Okay. Um, just, just ask Michael to clear your energies. Clear, clear, clear you of all um, remaining energies or attachments from the spirit. It's as simple as that. Okay. With Archangel Michael, I call on you now, beloved one, and I ask that you clear and cleanse me from all residual energy from the spirit that I've just cleared. Biosphere and my light bodies from all energy returning. And to clear and close the portals and dimensional doorways and gateways from which that entity and that energy arrived to me. <sighs> Thank you, Michael. So it is. I've been getting, I'm sitting here while you're going through this, and I'm getting all of these yeses from Michael. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Good job, good job, good job. (laughs) Okay. That's how it was my own words, and I'm just like, yeah, that actually, I can work with that. I mean, I guess it will vary every time. Yeah, and, you know, you will get, when you get hooked in at at the higher levels when you're doing this, um, you will have stuff come to you that just, you know, that hit, that clear cognizant kind of thing that where all of a sudden you'll think, ooh, Akashic Records, or you'll think, ooh, past lives or generational stuff or something, um, you know, or, you know, clear the energies or get rid of this or whatever. Something something will trigger you to do what the next thing is or to include 
whatever it is. Because it is, every situation is potentially different. Yeah. Okay. So, final tidbits, miscellaneous stuff. Now, uh, we've talked about some of this as we've been going on today. And there are, uh, you know, that you are constantly not just, you know, as a light worker, a healer, and a guide dealing with your clients and the people you come in contact with exposed to, to um, harsh energies and entities. Um, but as you rise up in your vibrational frequency, you're going to be more sensitive to these energies. And frankly, as we've talked about before, um, there is a, a portion of the denser entities that are committed to maintaining the density on this planet, which will be possibly connecting with you and trying to keep you from rising in the light and to keep you from helping other people rise into the light. Okay, they don't want that. Yeah. All right, so that's what you're going to be having to deal with. And it's more and more important to exercise this, uh, you know, a, a, a broader scale of, of spiritual hy- hygiene. That doesn't mean you're supposed to be scared of shit that everything that you touch is going to have a negative entity attached to it. You're beyond that now. You know, you recognize that this stuff is there. It's like mosquitoes or, you know, if you, if you find a dog out in the woods and bring it home, you take and you, and you, and you deflee it, you know, you give it a flea bath before you take it into your home or something. You just, it's just the same kind of thing. You have to understand that this is just part of the environment and the landscape that we're in. Yeah. And we just have to deal with it. So... A um, couple of things when you're when you're working with clients, make sure that you've got a sacred space around you. And what I like to do when I'm when I'm working before I get in connection with a client or a student, um, I will create a sacred space around me that keeps the barrier, a boundary between our energies. Yeah. And so, in order to do that, it's very simple. All you have to do is intend that you're making a sacred space. And you will clasp your hands together above your head. Then you will turn them backsides together around above your head. And sweep your hands down and out and back down. And then come up in prayer position at your heart. So basically what you've done is you have taken your, your soul... You, you basically asked your soul to create a boundary around you, create that sacred space. And that's all you need to do. Now, you can even just say creating, you know, I am creating sacred space now. And just go through that motion, and that's done. So, so hands together above my head arms facing out, sweep all the way around myself to my feet and bring and bring my arms up into prayer position to my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that, and that should hold you in a, in a better space so that when people come into your space, and do this even before you start to do, say, an online reading yeah. or an email reading, because in any case, you're still connecting to that other person yeah. in some way. Okay. So um, then when you're done, you know, you're going to work, of course, in the Heart Light Temple. And when you're done and the client connection is done and the client is gone, again, clear yourself because as part of our work, we have to connect with the people that we're dealing with. Um, And so part of that may mean that even our sacred space has been violated to a certain degree. So just clear yourself and your your surroundings of their energies and anything that came with their energies again um, when you're done. And cut and cauterize all cords of attachment. All right, so again, a quick note, make sure you shield fully before leaving the house. You're going out shopping or tracing around or going to one of your fairs. Anytime you leave the house, you're going to be surrounded by other people, and you need to have that make sure that your shield is intact and ready to go. All right, so. Say it and then visualize it at the same time. Yeah. All right, so make sure you shield fully. Uh, Wrong, I was just there. Okay. (laughs) This is the one I've talked to you about before, and it really is a a biggie because it's going to start being a real pain in your butt very soon. Um, Start clearing everything you bring into the house. I've just been thinking about that because I've got these gifts and I haven't bought the stuff in from the car yet, so this is really pertinent. Yeah, so just, you know, clear the energies of everything before you bring it in. And that includes your purse. Yeah. You know, you, anything that might have attached to your jacket or your purse or the keys or, you know, whatever it is while you've been out. Mm. And what I I will do, you know, and you can even ask, you know, when you know that Matt's due home, you know, ask Michael to clear and shield his energies before he walks in the door. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so that he's not bringing stuff in with him. Because he does. Yeah, you know, stuff that attaches to him and whatever else he's carrying, got going on. And this even goes to, you know, I was working in, you know, had those tomatoes that I was working with yesterday. Never, never occurred to me to clear the energies of the tomatoes that have been sitting out in the garden and then sitting out on my deck. Um You know, but I was sitting there, I had the, the sinus thing going on after a while, I'm like, what the heck is going on? All I'm doing is doing tomatoes. Doing, and then it dawned on me, oh, my God, I never cleared the energies of all this stuff. And then I went and cleared the energies, and sure enough, you know, there yeah. I went. Like, you know? <laughs> you knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and also, if I go out shopping and I've got stuff in the car, when I get it in the car with me, um, and the, I'm starting to remember to ask Michael to clear it, even while it's just in the car. Mm-hmm. Because it's with me, and I don't want it attached to me while I'm driving down the road. Yeah. And it's amazing, some of the really nasty stuff that's attached to these things. Yeah, a lot of really nasty negative entities attached to these things. Sometimes demonic. Normally, it's just pain in the butt, nasty negative entities that, that just make you feel miserable. Okay, um, and again, the rules of metaphysics apply, 
and the laws of the universe apply. If any, we can shield until the cows come home, but when we open the door to bring stuff in, we can, you know, the shields are, we have let stuff through our shields. Okay, so that when we bring stuff into our home, even, you know, with the platinum crystal net that's covering anything, and the intent is that anything that comes through, you know, that the doors and the windows is filtered through that shield, well, that doesn't count me and stuff that I bring into the home. You know, it can, it can you know, it helps with other people coming into the home and bringing stuff, this is my home, so into my energy. So if I bring it through my shield, I'm stuck with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, lastly on here is crystals, metals. Well, not quite lastly. Okay, we have crystals, metals, and electronics. Yeah. And we've already done that some. So I don't really have to go through that. And I have, you know, you just have to make sure with the electronics, the cloaking shield is, is an important thing. Because you just have him clear and shield the energies, um, fine. And the other thing to try and remember, and I didn't write it, put it in here, is that when you're asking Michael to do this clearing, and especially the shielding and the cloaking shields, um, ask him to maintain those shields like throughout the day. Because when you ask Michael to shield stuff, sometimes it's like, okay, I'll shield it, and you know, 20 minutes later, it's gone. So ask him to, to, you know, give him some kind of time frame, but not more usually than 10 hours because that's the max that it's going to make it anyway. Okay, so now issues of the 21st century. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm an old 20th century throwback. How <laughs> rude. <laughs> All right, so. These are things we haven't had to deal with, uh, you know, well, I mean, 20th and 21st century, but modern, modern day uh, stuff. And is, is the EMF and the Wi-Fi uh, energies and frequencies and, and the preponderance of electronic energy that we are just bombarded with and surrounded with all the time. Yeah. Now, one of the, and, and what happens with um, the EMF is I believe we've talked about before, is that when you have um, something producing a large EMS field or a strong EMS field, it also creates a portal. And that portal brings stuff in that we don't want because they're usually low vibrational portals. So, uh, and one of the biggest things that, that producers that I have discovered that's in most homes today are large screen TVs. Yeah. And they, you know, for, because of the, the, the spread of the screen, and of course that screen is full of electronic energy. Yeah. And it creates electromagnetic magnetic field and a portal. So my suggestion for this um, is to either get some flat pieces of hematite or a few magnets and tape them to the back of the screen. Maybe, you know, like one every couple of feet if you've got a big screen uh, TV. And the only, the reason to do that is just to disrupt 
the the EMS field. I'll do that. Yeah, definitely. That that keeps the portal from developing. Is that now it doesn't protect you from the EMF frequencies, but it does disrupt fields so that you don't have the portal developing. Ooh. So, okay. Um, then the other thing is to ask Archangel Michael on a daily basis to shield you from all ill and non-serving effects of the EMF Wi-Fi and electrical energies from which you are to which you're exposed. Because we're exposed, and you know, you'll find a lot of times it isn't just the uh, the things that we think, the electronics around us creating these energies. A lot of times, it's negative entities. That because this is our this is how we communicate spiritually, yeah. you know electromagnetic magnetic frequencies. It's the it's the language of of creation as well. You know, is part of the language of creation is EMF. And I am absolutely of the of the. Um, and I have been for a long time. I don't know where this came from, but years and years ago, my dad and I were talking about aliens, and he said that he had, you know, he and his had seen a, a UFO uh, one time on Long Island, and we were talking about the, the ships and everything. And I said, I'm absolutely positive that it, you know, the key to the interstellar travel and the anti-gravity stuff and the way they can manipulate has to do with the um, with electromagnetic frequency, electromagnetism, you know, that they're manipulating the, the fields of, of their ship in a way. Um, so there is, there is a lot to this, and we need to be really aware of it and, and as much as we can remember, protect ourselves from it. So then the last thing here is, Programs, negative thought form, energies, implants, chips, and, and other stuff of that kind. Programs, we all know what a program is from our, from our relationships with computers. And it's just a sequence of, of events or instructions created to do a specific thing. Now, our ego minds create programs all the time. Some of them can be helpful. Some of them are, are not so helpful. Um, in, in my instance, I've got my ego mind creating programs that are forming, say, inhibiting attachment to one of my chakras to keep the information that's there and, and from coming through. Because it has learned stuff that comes through these these places where light comes into me is not always great or it's afraid that that is the ego mind hasn't been able to discern between divine light and the energies of entities all it knows is something came through that location that's what it's you know identifying with or from that source or a similar source um, so, you know, the ego mind can create programs. And, but, you know, also everything else that comes to us, say we get connections from other people, well, they may have programs in them that if we're connected to them for a long time, 
we come into kind of resonance with those programs and maybe adopt them. You know, they attach to us. The, you know, and then, of course, we have entities and, that, that are dealing with this kind of stuff, that, you know, all the time. Uh, demonic entities and, and dark spirits are, are the ones who most often will deposit programs that help them get whatever it is they want. Usually it's something that opens the doors for them to come in. Or it's something that triggers a response that creates the emotional energies that they're feeding upon. So either way, you know, that we have programs, then we have thought form energies, negative thought form energies. And negative thought form energies are similar to negative entities in that they can um, move from place to place. But that's mostly a matter of resonance. They're sort of magnetically attracted to things that resonate with them. And it's not like negative thought form energies don't feed on us. But the negative thought form energies produce more of whatever this resonating energy and frequency and emotion is. So, have, you know, if you get stuck in, say, a, thought, a negative thought loop or you find that you can't start stop thinking about a certain thing or that your focus always seems to go toward, you know, a, a certain way, mm-hmm and in a certain direction that is that is not positive, it's likely that you have a negative thought form energy involved. So it has and then also, you know, not only do they do they um, you know attach you know of their own volition, but they also can be created by you know entity presences that are just trying to keep the cycle of this energy going. So is that another backdoor option for them? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we just, like I said, we just have to learn to be smarter than they are. And every one of these back doors that we close means that we can bring in more light. And the more light we hold, the less attractive we are to most of them. And eventually we hold enough light that none of us, none of them want to have anything to do with us. They can't come close enough. They can't, they can't keep us from being full of light anymore. You know, they can't keep us from that. They can't prevent it anymore. Um, they have to go on to something else. Now, another thing that they do, another one of those backdoor things is what I call frequency generators. And you may have heard me use the, the term. But the frequency generator is basically just that. It's kind of like a, a, a an energy beacon. It puts out a, a set frequency that either opens a, a portal door or a doorway for entities to come in, or it, you know, it creates a frequency that invites them through our shields in some way, you know, it, it basically is something that resonates 
with them, not with the energy, you know, with the fear or the emotion that they're feeding on, something that resonates with them and their energies. So actually, right now I'm going to ask you, ask Michael to clear from you. All three, or no, this is Metatron, because this is all in the matrix and the energetic setup and constructs and things. So ask Metatron to clear from you now all frequency generators that are not of the light. Beloved Archangel Metatron, I call on you now and I ask that you release from me and clear from me all frequency generators that are not of the light. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Metatron. I'm sorry, Tim. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surprised you had that stuff, had that much stuff in there saying, hello, hello. Yeah, it's not like a lighthouse saying keep away. It's you know it's this beacon saying hello. We got a good place here. It's like a neon sign. Come eat at Joe's. Yeah. So and and so I'll do that. And and there all of these things. You know when I'm doing a clearing. Um, sometimes I will get specifically nudged to do one of these things, but even if I'm not, I like to sort of include most of them, you know, removing non-serving programs, you know, anything that was put here. And another thing that I like to do when I get done with a clearing is ask that um, the light bodies be restored as if these things had never been for something better. Yeah. Is your clearing process as lengthy as the one in the morning as the one in the evening? Um, It can be. It can be. You know, the one in the evening, I'm mostly concerned with just clearing my energies and, you know, restoring the protections around the house, you know, clearing the house again. Usually it takes me about 20 minutes to get through in the evening. But you know what? That 20 minutes is worth it because if I don't do it, then I'm miserable. Yeah. You know, I come under attack and I wake up feeling like crap. So it's worth it's worth it for me to do it. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. That's everything that I can squeeze into this class and beyond. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> beyond. But it's certainly not everything that you may come up against. Hey, let's do another course. (laughs) (laughs) Microsite. And, you know, as you work with, you know, with Michael and alongside Michael as a guardian of life, there's going to be a lot of things. He's, you know, he's got a lot um, to show you. But the first thing that you have to do is get comfortable. in the role and comfortable with all of that stuff, you know, with all of the possibilities that that are out there and get comfortable with your ability to deal with them, to integrate that into your mode of being. I hope I'm going to pull it off, Chris. Sure you will. Michael's going to make sure you do. (laughs) Because, I mean, I never wouldn't be doing this with you if there wasn't a reason to and I know you don't take anybody through that's 
not meant to be doing the work mm-hmm. out, but you know when you just it's not I don't believe it, it's just that you know when sometimes it seems like such an impossible you can't imagine it in your head that you've got such responsibility mm-hmm. and it's scary because I think what if I fuck it up what if I don't achieve and help these people I'm meant to help dead and alive you know and um, I mean I'm just I'm just okay, that, wait, the first thing you have to remember stop yourself there you're doubting yourself you do this all the time and we all do but um the thing you have to remember always and remind yourself and this was this was brought home to me i think i told you about the time that that i was um stuck uh, i had i had gotten really frustrated and really burnt out and, uh with all of the spiritual stuff i wasn't getting anywhere i was coming up against brick walls and i was just burnt out from it i had i just threw up my hands one day a few years back and said that's it i've had enough because yeah. I was, I had gotten into this place where I was so overwhelmed by all that I saw that I needed to know, yeah. that I didn't know and didn't know how to handle. And I went into my bedroom and I got in bed and I turned on the tube. And I'm just flipping channels. And I land on... Um, touched by an angel. Oh. I've seen that film. Yeah, you know, so that it was the T V show, Touched by an Angel. And so Oh I got yeah. Yeah, in, in this one, um, they had the, the fairly new younger angel who was coming on board and Monica was training her. And they have this picture of the two of them there's the two of them on this on a set of swings, swinging back and forth. And Monica's just enjoying the air and the swing and, you know, the the whole thing, the physicality of it. And then the other angel, whose name I can never remember, um, is sitting there and she's got, you know, she's the studious kind and she's got the, the, the horn rim glasses on and she's sitting there with a, with a pad of paper. So instead of swinging on the swing, she's sitting there and she's furiously writing notes. Mm-hmm. And so Monica says to her, what are you doing? And the other angel says, oh, I'm making lists of all of the things that I need to know. There is so much that I need to know to do this job that I don't know, and I've got to make lists of all the things I need to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, she's all very frustrated because there's, and, you know, there's just so much that I don't know. I don't know if I can do this job. Yeah. And so Monica stops her, and she says, has God ever given you anything to do before? He's like, yeah. And when God gives you something to do, does he give you all the tools you need to do it? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to trust that whenever God gives you something to do, you will have all of the tools and the knowledge and the means to get it done, and you don't need to know it all now. Yeah. And so, you know, there is never, there's never coincidence with this kind of stuff. That was exactly what I needed to hear in order to detox, you know, and let go of all of that frustration about all the things that I didn't know. I just had to do what was in front of me now that God gives me to do. And you can't fail. 
you can only learn. You know, you have all the tools and you always will have all the tools to do what you need to do. And remember that whereas when you started this journey, you were coming from this place of fear and powerlessness. Now, you are standing strong and basically saying, get the crap out of my face. (laughs) You know, get out of here. You know, I don't have to deal with it. Get out. You know, and you're able to do that for other people and say, you have no business doing here. Get away from this person. You know, it's bug off. You know? And and because every time that, you know, you're you're doing this and you're helping somebody else, you are helping them get closer to the light of their own soul. Mm-hmm. When you uncover that light, when you allow that light to shine through, they become closer to and more aligned with their own truth, their own divine truth and their own divine path. Yeah. And that's what we are here to do. To raise people up into that place of their truth and their and their path. And raise them up in that vibration. You know, take away all the stuff that's covering up the light of their soul. Yeah. You know. So don't worry. If you do something that turns out crappy, well, normally it's because you're not listening to the right thing. Yeah. You know, you're not tuned in correctly, and that happens. We, you know, we all learn. Well, you know that already. You know, you've already had the experience that threw you for a total loop. So, you know, we just we just say, hmm, okay. Well, I'm not Got that. Let's move forward. Yeah. And 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 go on from there. So you know you have, uh, you know the the things you need to remember is to is to get out of the mental habit of taking outward appearances at face value. Yeah. You know to stop saying, "Well, this person did this to me, and I hated the way they talked." And when it builds a business, do they have acting like that? Even whether it's you or anybody else, you know, it could be a politician, it could be a, you know anybody, you know, all this. Um, to get to get out of that reactionary mode, that emotional ego reactionary mode, and start realizing that there's something going on under the surface, and start looking for that. Yeah, you know, start saying, "Okay, I hear what this person is saying. I see how they're acting. What's really going on here?" Yeah, you know, what's really going? Because you know, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with any. It has to do with something that's going on with them. What is the you know what is the truth that's running below the surface? I don't know if you saw it, but I got kind of um, really a lot of judgmental crap come to me from the post I put up about Donald Trump. Really? Oh yeah, a lot of people because you know I was saying that um, his effect on the the political race right now. One, he's he is a wild card. He has, you know, he's, his net worth personally is $10 billion. And so he owes allegiance to no one or no thing. He isn't paid for by corporate sponsors. 
And he's also, you know, he, he didn't go to finishing schools, you know, and he didn't go to places and, and, and learn how to be finished and, and politically correct. So he's not. And whatever he says is what he is. You know, that's who he is. In that moment, you can trust that he's representing fully everything he is. Whatever's there, is, is, it's him. You know, that doesn't change behind closed doors. That's who he is, who he is. And he's also, you know, beca- and he's become, because of his success, and, you know, he is very, very sure of who he is. He's sure of his own ability to to um, create things in the world, and that's sure of his own power. And so, there is nothing that anybody says to him or can say to him that is going to stop him. That's yeah. going to shut him down. And that makes him very dangerous to the other politicians. Because he gets to bring up stuff that they don't want to talk about. You know, that they don't want to have come to the open or they don't want to have a conversation about because they have corporate sponsors that are that are saying, uh, no, you can't talk about this. No, 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 you can't do this or you can't do that. Sorry. Um, so they're, they're getting, really, he's shaking up the whole political process and opening up. And, and helping to reveal truths that the other politicians would rather not reveal. And he says it like it is. He doesn't sugarcoat stuff. Do people get offended? Heck yeah. And I don't agree with everything that he said, and I don't agree with his mannerisms. And, you know, he's been called a misogynist, and he may be, but you know what? He's got an awful lot of women working for him. You know, so um, anyway, you know, I said, look, I think regardless, I think that that he belongs in the race, and I hope that he stays simply because of what he's doing to the status quo of the paid politician mm-hmm. and and the new things that he's bringing in and shaking up. Oh, my God, there are people, you know, they're just one of them, one of the fellow angel ministers talking to me about how disappointed and surprised she was to hear a minister supporting this man's vile blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah, and I said, well, you know, I never said that I supported him. What I support is that is his right to be in the race, and I said, his presence there because of what it provides to the rest of the field. It shakes things up. We had a political debate last week that was one of the best debates I ever listened to because he was in it. You know? Um, Because people didn't know how to respond to him or they couldn't they couldn't put out the, the pay. You know how politicians, when they talk, they all have this smooth delivery. No matter what question is asked in a debate, they always are, are finding a way to put around it, put it around to their own line, yeah. their own agenda. Oh, this is what I do, blah, 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 blah. And very seldom do you really get an answer to the question. 
there was very little of that during this debate. Because, you know, if stuff came up that Trump knew was a bunch of malarkey, he would just, even if it wasn't his turn, he'd call them up. Yeah. He'd pipe up. And he also brought to the table, you know, paid politicians. He literally said, look, I have given to donations to many, many, many politicians over the years. And when I give somebody a donation and I pick up the phone and I say, hey, I need this, I get it. Yeah. And he, and he flat out said, and he says, and that's not right. That shouldn't be. <laughs> that isn't the way it should be done. You know? And, and so, like I said, he's very – and I just – I caught all kinds of flack because of that. But the reason I bring it up is because he – that post, for me – was a, another part of the healing process for me. The, you know, the healing of the need for approval. Yeah. You know, fear of rejection. And I, and I went and I answered, you know, basically that post saying, look, I know that God has a plan for everything. He has a place. You know, Trump has a place in this plan. And, you know, the, the same minister that, that, did, that came out um, judgmentally to begin with came out again. She had to, you know, write this wrong as if I was like totally misunderstanding everything. <laughs> Just like, really? But I got into that place where I don't, you know, I didn't need her approval of the, or the approval of anyone else. And I didn't defend myself. Yeah. I didn't feel the need to defend myself. I felt the need to correct wrong assumption but I didn't feel the need to defend myself as a matter of fact by the time you know the second post appeared I was sitting there reading it grinning it thinking she doesn't she just doesn't get it because everything that she's already writing is validating my position about Trump being in the race in the first place it's causing a lot of things there's a lot of conversation going on it's shaking things up it's making people see things they don't want to see and recognize them as things they don't want to see. You know, all of that. So that was pretty good. And then not long after that, I actually had somebody um, private message me um, that about the, the posts and how awful it was, the, the response that I've gotten. Of course, they weren't sure enough in their own self to put it on the post. Say I'm really I'm really surprised to see all of this negative and jun- judgmental stuff here, you know, on this on this post. But you know, she came out supporting me, and she was her name is Jaylene Clark. She she's um, big in like the publishing business and stuff. Yeah. So you know that was kind of nice that she came out and private messaged me and you know lent her support. Good. Yeah. So you know, there's just you know, good things good things come around when you're ready to receive them. Yeah. So the the message there for me is just to not get attached to the drama. That you know, when you feel that emotional response coming in, you know that's a wound that needs to be healed. Mm-hmm. And you can you know you can say and you know if you're sad be sad, but if you're panicked, you know like you were after that that message that episode with the the email reading. You know, you, you, the heart palpitations go and you get through that. And then, you know, you, you, can, you have to allow that because it's a strong reaction. But then you have to start looking underneath and say, okay, what is, what is the real wound here? What is it 
that made me respond the way that I responded? And what, you know, do I just need to release this or is there a wound here that I need to address and, and bring healing to? You know? I might, so I might go back into that at some stage. Yeah. And, and get to the bottom of it because it bugs me that I don't know why the hell I was turned on, if you like. Um, I mean, she was polite enough. Um, she was polite enough with me, but I just I didn't feel equipped to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah. I need to I need to rediscover what went on. But fortunately, touch wood, nothing heard. Nothing heard. So you know. Because that could be, and you know, I've not given it much thought as well, not because I don't care, but because I've not wanted to um, reinstate those feelings, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, um, your final exam. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um covered a lot though haven't we yeah we did we we have covered a lot and I, I, spirit. wow you know mm-hmm. I've closed my portals down <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot it's been a very constructive worky type lesson mm-hmm. not that it ever not that it's ever not but i've done more today than i've done in one session before yeah well yeah. you haven't you don't have no had no knowingness at the time um, and it was constructed that way, but you already passed your final exam. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <Be> the fuck out! <laughs> Yay! Yeah, all the, little, all the little things that I've been calling on you to do all during the class, and you know, sending that entity into the light, and all these other little things that, that learning. I um, don't that because I, I. I had no control over the fact I wanted to cry. <laughs> yeah, I felt really, um, yeah, really kind of not sad, just like, oh, sheer relief, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and that's what you were picking up from the spirit. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like that's what I, and I get when I'm working with a client and say one of their relatives comes in. Yeah. Um, the love. I, the connection and the feeling that I get is almost overwhelming. Yeah. You know, that's coming from them to the other other person. It's like, whoa. Mm. So that's kind of awesome. Okay, um, let's take a quick break to go to the bathroom. I have to get some more water, and then we're going to come back and do your graduation ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you in five. Okay.
Pam back. Hello. <laughs> I had to run and grab myself a cup of water and yeah, get some music on. <laughs> okay. Were you? <laughs> yeah, it was just I was opening and closing a drawer. <laughs> I thought, blimey, she's channeling already. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. It's been humid, so the drawer got a little squeaky. <laughs> okay. Already? Am I lighting my candle yet? Nope, not yet. I'll tell you when. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Excitement. (laughs) Take a few centering breaths. Through the nose, blow it out through the mouth. Breathe in light, breathe out toxins. Connect with the presence of the Heart Light Temple. It's already here surrounding us. See the divine light coming in from the top of the dome in the center of the temple. Connect with that light. Can you hear the music I have playing? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Very faint. It's just like a a humming in the back. It's a Tibetan shamanic music. Mm. So once again, get centered in the energies of the heart and temple. See yourself now. 
sitting at one side of the golden heart in the middle of the temple. And I'm at the other side. Now standing between us, in the center of the heart, standing beneath the dome of God's light, is the Archangel Michael. He is resplendent in his beautiful cobalt blue cloak and the light shining around him. The sword of truth at his hip. He is dressed splendidly in his finest garb. Smiling. Feel now that he has his energy embraces you. Feel the amazing love of the Archangel Michael. Holding you. And absolutely thrilled that you have listened to the call. Truth be told, you were already on this path, you just didn't know it. Now, see the presence of your own guardian angel. And of my guardian team standing around me. Feel their energies connecting with yours. You know, as they touch you on the shoulders, reassure you of their presence and their love. And you're here to celebrate this occasion as well. Now see all the other archangels come in. Surrounding us, 
in the center of this beautiful light-filled temple. Enfolding us in their light. And their love. And behind them now come in the guardians of the light, of which you will soon be one. And I ask now of the guardians of the light that you clear this temple of all that is not aligned with these proceedings. And take whatever that was, beloved one, into the divine heart of God. I did actually see them. I wondered if I were making that up. The what? I did actually see him. I thought I was making it up. Nope. I saw the lineup again, and that was the, the black figure. Mm hmm. Take that into the into the divine heart of God, beloved one. Revealed in the light and dealt with according to God. To release its hold now and forevermore upon Vicki Hollow and her daughter. Remove this entity and all of its energies, this spirit from Vicky's home, beloved one. Remove all cords and programs that are keeping this entity attached to this home. Raphael, erase anything in the Akashic record of the spirit that is keeping it held here.
Beloved guardians of the light, take this spirit. Surround it and infuse it with divine light. Please release <clears throat> from the spirit. Beloved Raziel, Michael, Micah, and the unfinished business. It believes that it has here. And now take it into God's hands to let it be. To be healed in the light. And don't look at where into God's hands. So be it in God's hands. What I'm getting right now, Vicki, is that you need to ask this entity why, what it wants, why it's not leaving. Okay. <clears throat> How do I address it? Or just do I ask Michael or do I go direct? Just do directly. Just ask speak now to this dark presence. Okay. Present, um, addressing you. What business have you got with me? What do you want? I don't know if that's the right or not. What did you get? Sort of asking in my mind as well. I sort of okay what's what's you know what do you want and I feel that it's a man and he wants to know why I'm happy with what course I'm on with with this why am I happy that I'm doing what I'm doing what you know I feel like I'm being questioned well it's like he doesn't agree with what we're doing almost like um almost like like a preacher would be disapproving of somebody who blasphemed, you know, like what why are you happy with your course of action, like with your life, like with mm-hmm. your you know, almost as though he's well what makes you so special? Do you know what I mean? Well, you could ask him what business is it of his. 
I might feel like my head's been pulled down to my knees again. Okay. <laughs> oh, something's just coming to me that I'd never, I'd never make up. I just says, "What business is it of yours?" And I don't even know if I've got this in the right context, but he says to bring you into redemption or something like that. I don't know. You're a sinner. That's what I get. Um, okay. So I feel as like a preacherman. I feel like I'm, I'm offending him with my beliefs, with my course of action. Yeah, and it's, it's a spirit attached to the house or the, the, the building or the apartment. His, his beliefs apparently um, are not aligned with uh, what you're doing. <laughs> Sorry about that, mate. <laughs> All right, beloved Archangel Michael, beloved Raziel, whatever reason that this spirit has for remaining attached to this house, we ask that it be uncreated, deleted, destroyed, and that he become disconnected from it and moved into the light. Beloved angels of heaven's gate, please come and take this spirit. Take it home. Let the mercy of God's forgiveness and redemption. Now clear all energies of its presence from the home. it attached to Vicky, please remove it. Cleanse her beloved Michael, beloved angel. Of the Sanctity's presence and all of its joy.
a lot of stuff stuck in your neck. Yeah, no. Weekend. Well, this all had to do with this entity. Is it the one that we thought we cleared last week, or that we that we knew that it's been hanging around, or is this is this one that's been plaguing me, or is this a new one? No, this is the one that's been hanging around. Yeah. Didn't want to go, did he? No. Very angry with me. Very, very angry. I saw him hanging on when um, when he was asking him to be taken away, almost like he'd got his hands on the the the, uh, the door frame, and he's like, "No!" and like he's like hanging on for dear life. Excuse the pun. Um, to be whipped away, like he really didn't want to leave. Yeah, we're still not. His energies are still not totally disconnected. Please, beloved Amityel, shine the light of truth upon this situation that the spirit may see the truth. Divine truth. It's Tamara, help us to let go now. Completely. And move into the blazing portal of divine light. Love, joy, and peace. That awaits us. Michael, remove from me and from Vicky any entity attachments that were um, connected to that spirit. And take them into the divine heart of God. And so it is. Thank you, beloved. Almighty and Most High, Father, Mother, God, we ask your blessings upon these proceedings. We ask that your pure light of divine source fill this heart-like temple and the domain from which Vicki and I now reside. This pure light fill our own matrixes energy bodies, energy pathways. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you. Thank you, beloved one, for your assistance in clearing this entity and sending it into the light.
Okay. There is another spirit here. Can you t- can you sense it? I, d- I, don't, I just feel like this flat is teeming anyway, to be honest with you. And, um, <clears throat> I didn't feel like it. Not that it had gone, but everything had gone. I don't know, there's a lot going on, there's a lot of colours flying around, but it's probably nothing to do with the entity, but... <clears throat> yeah, there's, an, there's another discarnate entity here, and, and I'm getting that it's your turn to send it off. Okay, I'm getting a pain in my left eye. Okay. Okay. Beloved Archangel Michael, I call on you now, and I ask you to clear the energy of myself and this domain and keep me in your protection. And I ask that this entity would like to know why and what it wants. I'm actually getting the, the sentence to go into the light, actually, mm-hmm. that's I'm going. Okay. Beloved Archangel Michael, I call on you and I ask that you take this entity up into the light, up into God's divine heart for healing, release and transmutation. Take it into the light so it can be in one piece again to know who it is, to be whole. And take a look at my comments that is. Now, beloved Michael, I call on you to close all portals connected to this entity, to close all portals in the home within myself, all dimensional gateways and doors, and keep this entity in the light of God and my domain and my energy is free and secured and protected always. Thank you for the mic on so it is. Okay, something else we haven't talked about coming in. Boy, what a graduation ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) Crying again, what a fuck. (laughs) Okay. All right, so what's going on here is that um, there actually is like a dark portal. I feel like, can I I give you my take on it? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel as though that first one that was resistant has had these people under under its command, almost like they've had to come in line with his thoughts and feelings and that they're now seeking the light because they're free to do so. I don't know. I just get the feeling as though 
Okay. So yeah, there there is a it's a portal to portal to the light. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You've got it right. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna actually do. You asked the question earlier. We do. <laughs> yeah. The folk spirit. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> so go for it. <laughs> oh. Forgive me if I cry. Go for it. <laughs> Do whatever happens. <laughs> okay. Beloved Archangel Michael, I call on you now. And I ask that you surround me and protect me in this space of healing at the moment. And shield my energies from what any and all entities present here today. Thank you, Michael and Sarah Archangel Michael are calling you now and I ask that you address all spirit entities in connection with the previous one who has been sent into the light. All that is connected to that entity for the reasons that God and the angels are aware of. And I ask that all entities and discarnate spirits seeking the light are lifted up into the light holding your hand and lift it into God's sacred heart for transmutation and healing. And I ask Archangel Raphael that you heal the hurts, the whole concerned, and to take their fear away. In this rock I call on you now to help and free from the souls with Michael and Raphael's help so that they are free to travel into the light to feel the touch of God's love and to once again be whole thank you Michael and Sarah dear thank you beloved ones Well, that was necessary. <laughs> I've just got this picture of people in chains. Do you know, mm-hmm. like, like emotional chains, like they want to get out so bad that they can't because they felt like they have no way out. And just this, mm-hmm. oh my God, there's an opening here. Let's check it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Oh. That's okay. That's fine. Now, just go ahead and make sure you're closing the portal. Archangel Michael, I call on you now, beloved one, and I ask that you close all portals, gateways, and dimensional doorways to any and all entities that have just been moved into the light and to clear up and purify this space and return it to its original to its original energies, balanced and pure. Thank you for loving my comments. And your own energies as well. Yeah. Please, Michael, return my energies to their normal function. 
free of the remnants of any energies that have been created here today. Thank you, Michael. I'm sorry to. Mm. All right, I'm still feeling something else. What is that? I'm not sure. Thank you, Michael. I'm sorry, 
There we go. Beloved Archangel Michael, the guardians of the light, please purify the energies of this temple once more. Look both of us. Thank you. (laughs) Well, that was an induction for you. How about that? (laughs) Okay, now it's time for you to light your candle. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Light like birthday candles. And as you light your candle, that all of the the other angels that you're going to be working with, the angels of the um, angel blessings deck and others that are going to be coming in, are coming in to surround you. And along with the guardian angels of those who we are here to help. All right, if you got the candle lit. Okay. So I want you to repeat after me. Okay. Heavenly Father. Beloved Archangel Michael, with the lighting of this candle, I vow to honor the light in all of God's creation. And to honor its right. And to honor its right. To be seen. Known. Known. And loved. I promise to do the work that Archangel Michael brings to me. In service to the awakening. of the light within the souls who are brought to me. So be it in God's name. So be it in God's name. Amen. 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 Amen.
Welcome, beloved Vicki. <laughs> you have my joy. The Guardians of the Light. That's one of Michael's names. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and be prepared because the workout that you have received in this induction is just a sample of the things to come. Shit, me. But you see how, you know, there was, you had to be in awareness. Yeah. You had to, you know, you were seeing that, that spirit out there. Yeah. And, you know, when you see these things, we need to do something about it. There's a reason that we're seeing it, seeing them, you know, and then the additional stuff that, you know, that we were feeling. We need to just honor those feelings and to go with them and explore them. Say, what else? going on here you know when I um, did that book people oh god I tell you I couldn't hold the tears back mm-hmm. I just you know when oh, I just they were like they were like reaching up to get out of there mm-hmm. and every person's hand had so hold of somebody's ankle and there was loads of them Mm. all put down there into this void this thing had just you know told them that they couldn't rise and that they shouldn't believe in any any saviour really mm-hmm. almost preaching but preaching as if he's the one that needs to be preached to not God like he's the one like he's God me up and under his thumb. How old is that building? <sighs> Do you know it's built on an old dairy factory? It's built on an old dairy factory. Um, and I saw one of the men, the initial one, who I don't know if he's the one that was cleared today. I get the feeling he's not. But he had children that he'd collected that had died under his malnutrition mm-hmm. neglect um, and that were held in fear over him. Like we're talking children, like probably from the ages of six up to 14, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe younger than six, but for the number that comes, the thing is old enough to work, you know. Right. You know, and um, I don't know, I'll find out. I'll find out, but I feel that there's more of them types of characters in this block. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter about the buildings. It's it's all of the ground that it's built on, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I'll, have yeah. to, I'll have to do a bit of research, actually. I might get in touch with local council and just sort of do a bit of, bit of you know, recreational digging, shall we say. Yeah. You have become an unexpected expert at passing souls over into the light. 
okay? Yeah. The only, you know, the only thing that that I would say is that um, you just, um, you know, you calling on Michael to do all the work, which is fine, but um, you can just call in the angels of heaven's gate to come escort the souls into the light. Yeah, open the portal and open and escort these souls into the into the light to take them home. Okay. You know, so you don't have to go into, you don't have to get Raphael to heal them or clear them or any of that kind of stuff. That happens automatically as they move into the light. That's just part of the process. They start down that tunnel and just everything is just wiped away from them. Just like I think I told you about my experience with that, receiving grace. Yeah. You know, so that's that's basically what happens when you go through the light. And you know, you know, before I did the cluster of the cluster of spirits, the one before it, so the one after the last day that we played, mm-hmm. before the rest jumped on it, it, it I got a thank you in my head. Mm-hmm. I didn't only get thank you in my head; I saw the word thank you as well. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah. wonderful. I know. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> all righty, all righty. The first minion. Yay! Well, second minion, anyway. I guess I'm chief minion. <laughs> I can be assistant chief minion. There you go. <laughs> all right, my dear. We've been at this for three and a half hours. Dear God. Christ. <laughs> I think... I think it's definitely going to be a, an eight-week course next time. Yeah, definitely. I've had a great time. I've had a great time, and I can't thank you enough. And I just, I think you mint, <laughs> and I love you very much. Thank, you. thank you, my dear. Um, I will be sending you a certificate. Yeah. as a Michael's minion. Wonderful. Oh, another one for the wall. <laughs> yeah, guardian of the light. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, it was funny because when I, I looked at you, the picture with the, you know, you had the certificate up on the on the table and the frame and everything. Yeah. It really is a pretty certificate. It's lovely. And do you know what? So many people stop to read it as well. So many people stop in their tracks and they read that certificate. They don't look at my magazine article because I put that out as an advertisement. But when I put that certificate out, I'm proud of that. And that stands for everything that I'm about. Mm-hmm. And people actually stop and read it, and they smile, and they long in, they look at it long in me. I found people, they look at me, do a double take, and look at the certificate, and I don't know whether they're reading my name or reading what exact like divine interventions. But it's like it just it's like a magnet for people. It mm-hmm. really is. And I think yeah, you know. You aren't floating about anywhere else. All the others might have Dorian Virtue on the table, but I'm proud to have you on my table because I'm like it's like I get a, I carry a bit of you with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I trust, I trust in that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. You're there very- is. Um, gonna, oh, one of my other, um, one of my other clients. Um, had gone to a, uh, it was kind of like a weekend about crystals. Somebody mm-hmm. had come up to another one of my Divine Interventions readers yeah. and uh, in Virginia. And she 
he didn't know that I, you know, I knew her until he got in there and he he saw the he saw her certificate displayed on the wall. Oh yeah. You know, so I was like, oh, that's you know, it just makes you feel good to know that that's hanging up somewhere. You know, that it's out for other people to see. That was awesome. All right, my dear. Love you very much. I will be sending you a certificate in the mail, or not in the mail, but in the email. And um, I will be getting your uh, essences out here in the next couple of days as well. Yay! At this point, at this point, I'm probably not going to be making them today. <laughs> no, you chill out. I think we're doing enough, don't you? Uh-huh. So, all right. You take care. Love you much. Yeah, love you lots. All take right. Care. <laughs> all right. When do you, oh, when do you start your training? I start on the 14th of September, so I've got a good month and a half. Well, a good month. Well, nearly two months to um. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.